Hey, my name is Wilson, pastor at God's House. I want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. I've noticed something in my journey with God, that He would use normal, ordinary conversations with people to, in that moment, speak something relevant and quite life-changing. I've learned to treasure such moments. This podcast is about collecting such moments and sharing them with you, and I hope they can be as life-altering to you as they have been to me. Enjoy. A while ago, I struggled to receive forgiveness from God. I could not imagine God just simply forgiving my terrible actions just like that. I guess what tripped me up was the simplicity of it all when I consider the gravity of my sin. I felt as though there was something I had to do, something extra to show that I am worthy of that forgiveness. I, in a sense, wanted to earn the forgiveness of God that He had offered freely. I felt like I had to do something to convince God that it was okay to forgive me. I wanted to convince Him that I had repented and that He could trust me with forgiveness. I had this need to make things okay. And then one day I stumbled on the scripture. I knew it, but at that moment, it became alive. It was the first book of John, chapter two, verse one and two. And it says this, my little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. In other words, John is writing this to believers. And he is saying that they should not sin. But then he says, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And He Himself is the propitiation for our sins. And not only for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. Propitiation sounds like this big word that probably means nothing to us. However, this was exactly what I was struggling with. What I felt I had to do for God and me to be okay was this late Middle English word called propitiation. It refers to the action of trying to appease someone or to atone for what is wrong. Literally, propitiation is the requirement necessary to make things okay between you and someone you hurt. You see, the good news was that God showed me right there. It says that Jesus is that propitiation. Right there in those words. The thing that I felt I needed to do for us and God to be okay. All those things I felt I needed to do, God said right there, that is Jesus for you. All the things I felt I needed to do to be right with God, Jesus had become all of them. I believe at that time I heard God and He said, you owe me nothing, we are okay. Now to be honest with you, I struggled to accept this. I struggled to live in this reality for a while. And it took me time to understand because I felt I owed God so much and something. And He was saying to me that Jesus was everything that I owed to Him. And He is saying to you that Jesus is everything that you feel you owe to Him. We are not forgiven because of our tears, but we are forgiven because of Christ. Though we may and should cry when we repent, the tears do not earn us forgiveness. Jesus is our propitiation. Jesus is the one who earned our forgiveness. See, when God forgave us, He forgave us our past sins. When He forgave us, He forgave us our present sins. When He forgave us, He forgave us our future sins. 
this is the part that we struggle with. You see, if he had paid for only our past sins, we would have had to pay for all of our sins from the moment we get born again until now. And the price for one little lie, or the price for that one time you lose your temper, that would be death. Because the wages of sin is death. None of us would survive that. No, God forgave us our past. God forgave us our present. And God forgave us our future. Our past is forgiven. Our present is forgiven. Our future is forgiven. You see, get this. He already forgave our future while it was still your future. But now that your future is your present, you still think it's new to him. Your sin is only new to you and shows you how much God has forgiven you before you even knew about it. Now that is good news. Lastly, this verse is talking particularly to those of us who sin after, not before, but after we have been born again. And the part I still could not get over was the attitude that Jesus has when I sin. Listen to this phrase properly that comes from this verse that I just read. It says, if we sin, we have an advocate. If you sin, you have an advocate. That means in the moment that you sin, Jesus becomes something to you. He becomes an advocate. Now, if you know what advocate means, that's a lawyer. That's someone you tell your deepest and darkest secrets without any fear that he would use them against you. That's someone you can be honest and open with because you know that this person is on your side. Jesus is your advocate. And it says that he is our advocate, Jesus Christ. When we sin, the attitude of Jesus is to speak on our behalf, is to defend us, is to pray for us. That's what the Greek word means. Here I was thinking that I needed to convince Jesus not to be angry with me while he was already defending me, while he was already praying for me, and while he was already encouraging me. If you're struggling like I was, know that he is your advocate and your propitiation. Man, that's good news.